All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good, as always. Be monstrously blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Let's hop right into this. Uh, just real quick, well, before we hop right into it, Will, sorry about that. Let me just comment a little bit on the Facebook, since it was a five-minute pregame. I didn't want to do it in the in the uh, regular show. It's just too long, but in the pregame, it was good. Just the Facebook stuff as far as Ted Cruz. There was also really good content with Josh Hawley versus Mark Zuckerberg, too. And you're like, Tom, it's just because you have an angle here. You can't stand Facebook. That's correct. Can't stand fake, fake book, as Dan Bongino calls it. Screw tube, like Dan Bongino calls YouTube, because they ban you for truth, but they can't ban child sexual content. So you, you can ban me for the word ivermectin on YouTube for life. From a, I preached the message. It was two, three, four months after that message, and they banned me for the message where I said ivermectin, and everything that I said, said about ivermectin, I know this is YouTube, not Facebook, was absolutely correct. I'm banned off of YouTube for life. You're like, what was banned off of YouTube for life? We still, still see you on occasion. The church, the church account that we had at the time was banned off of YouTube for life. And on Facebook, like I've told you a bunch of different times, my first week as a podcast, we had 900 people watching live. We got 506 watching live right now. So my first week, we had 900 people watch, watch live. I have about 30,000 followers on Facebook between my private account and the church account, 30,000 people following me. And right now, we probably have 78 people watching on Facebook. 55. 55. <laughs> so we have 55 people watching on Facebook. And then yeah. all 55 of you switch over to Rumble. Download the Rumble app. You're being used being on Facebook. You, listen, I'm not going to jump down your throat for being on Facebook. I still occasionally go on Facebook. I still go on YouTube. I limit my usage of those platforms because of what they've done to me. But you know, the first week of being a podcaster, I had 900 people watching, and, and then we, we would have 30, 40, 50,000 views on all of, our, all of our podcasts. And even on our little mini clips we put out, we're getting 1,000 views an hour until we were banned for, for, for medical misinformation yep. or for violating community standards where those community standards are never outlined before you. Even if they were, I'd violate them anyway. But I was banned, and, and every last thing that I was banned for was factually true. Most of, what I was being, most of what I was being banned for wasn't even things that I said, but they were things that were being said by Jay Bhattacharya, by Robert W. Malone, by Ryan Cole, and Peter McCullough, uh, Simone Gold, there's all doctors. That's what I was quoting. And I was being pulled down. And Mark Zuckerberg has come back and said that many of the things that he pulled off shouldn't have been pulled off. Many things that were banned shouldn't have been banned. And just so you know, that's all just a smokescreen. They say those things while they continue to ban you. Those are just lies. They say those to you to take some of the pressure off themselves. Because while they're still doing it, it's all just lies. Whenever you see it and you're like, wow, that's a nice step in the right direction. It's never a step in the right direction when you're dealing with a globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist. They have an agenda. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. They will falsify. They will commit crimes. They will accuse you of committing crimes you didn't commit. But anyway, so they banned me off of Facebook for doing nothing but telling the truth. Nothing. And nothing but telling the truth. And you're like, Tom, you're not banned. You're on. I'm banned, folks. I'm banned. I haven't been able to friend anybody on Facebook. And the church hasn't been able to friend anybody on Facebook for the last four years and 15 days to flatten the curve. Can't friend anybody. Can't expand. So there's no expansion on Facebook. Nothing. But, but yet, so I am monstrously policed for telling the truth under the name of 
misinformation, that's what they use as an excuse to censor the truth, while they have uh, um, child sex uh, content, child sexual exploitation, full-blown child porn on Facebook. And when I say Facebook, I mean Facebook, Instagram. So it is because it's the same company. So they have child porn, explicit child sexual content on those platforms and don't do a daggum thing about it. Think about it. This was the most startling thing. And I'm just, I'll, I'll just stop right here. First of all, you got like head whore that is actually marketed to preteen buyers and accounts on, on, on Instagram, as well as preteen sex that's actually marketed. Why is that not taken down? Why is ivermectin taken down or uh, excess deaths is taken down? The vaccine causes myo and pyocarditis and blood clots. That gets taken down, but head whore and preteen sex is not. Isn't it always weird? I, I tried to type it in here, but I couldn't type it in the, on the in the chat the way that I wanted to watching the pregame. I'm actually chat. It's not Aaron. It's not Aaron doing it for me. It's me typing in That's here. That's right. When you see Aaron, it's Aaron. When it's when it's me, it's me. But anyway, I was going to type it in there. Isn't it weird? Whenever you see child sexual exploitation, there's a Democrat right around the corner. It's always kind of weird, isn't it? You have mass by now the millions of kids being exploited sexually at the southern border, raped on the way all the way up through the Darien Gap, raped all the way to the border, then raped the rest of their adult and semi-adult lives inside the United States via Democratic Party policy. Weird, isn't it? And then you have Mark Zuckerberg who got who, who elected Joe Biden pretty much in and of himself by putting his Zucker boxes on every on every urban street corner in America because nobody could go vote in person. So you have all these untraceable, no no signature verification, no ID verification ballots, just being dumped into these Zucker boxes, which is pretty much what uh, 2000 Mules was all about. Zucker boxes. He put $400 million into electing Joe Biden. And this is the man, and this is the whole thing. When you, when you have conservatives and conservative media outlets that will do anything to stay on these platforms, why we have to have Rumble, why you have to switch over to Rumble. It's again, I've made about $1,400, $1,600, something like that off of Rumble. And I've been on Rumble for almost two years. So I'm not making $800 a year off Rumble. Rumble is the only free speech streaming platform that there is right now. You can't stream on Getter. That's why I just don't have any interest in Getter. You can't stream on Gab. I love Torba, but I can't do much with Gab because I can't stream on on Gab. And I'm a streamer. I'm a live streamer. I'm a podcaster. Yep. I can't do anything on it. I I can't put the church on there except if it's delayed or whatever. So it, it just you see you see what's happening with this and the people in the in the conservatives that actually stay on these platforms and they avoid all the words you have to avoid to stay on the platforms. And how are you telling the truth? And how are you not a ventriloquist dummy for the globalist left? And I'll just so I don't have to keep saying ventriloquist over and over again. You're a V dummy. You're a V dummy for Mark Zuckerberg, who's building his uh, fallout shelter right now in Hawaii. Weird, isn't it? I mean, it's just weird. And now Mark Zuckerberg bans me, shadow bans me. I always am, I'm always perpetually getting the warnings on Facebook. You're about to be banned for life. You do it one more time, blah, 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 blah. I don't even care anymore. I don't even care anymore. That's why I guess, that's why we go, went on the Christian television network on Saturday nights, and we're going to be expanding what we're doing on Christian television network because I'm going to go old school because the new school gatekeepers won't let you speak. And they're the globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist, baby butchering, a child mutilating hacks. I don't really want their approval. 
And then this is the this is what I meant to say five minutes ago when I said I was done. This, this is the the interesting part is the slide that Senator Cruz put up. He said, now on Facebook on on, on Instagram to be hundred percent accurate on Instagram, you'll get a warning if if you have ta- somehow stumbled upon or purposely come upon child sexual content, it'll give you two options. Two options. Ready? Get the resources or see results anyway. That's like A, B, or all the above. Yeah. That's your, it's, it tells you this content may include sexually exploitive content of children. And you can either get the resources or see resources anyway. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? And what's really funny about that is that how are they taking down, like Zuckerberg says, they're taking down all child sexual content. Then how, Aaron, you're you're a you're a tech guy. Yeah. So you're taking down all of this content. Yeah. Right? So you're a tech guy in charge of taking down content. Yep. How are you taking down all the content when you put up a graphic that says this may include sexual child sexual content? Correct. Does that make any sense yeah. to you? No, it does. It, like they're so obviously they're lying, but I was gonna say something too, is they're on Instagram, they specifically blocked the hashtag stop the steal. If it, <laughs> if people remember that. And so you couldn't search anything for stop the steal, right. you couldn't search any of that, but you could search whorehead and <laughs> and preteen porn. Right. So they keep that on there. Right. So you see what I'm saying? Is it now that's a tech expert, right? There's nobody I'm telling you, I know I'm Predge. There's nobody better on the planet than Aeronotech. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, I'm telling you. And how in the world can you say that we are banning all check all child sexual content? on our platforms when you have a graphic that says this content may include sexual <laughs> child sexual content. Right. How is that even possible? And then your only options are to get those resources or see results anyway. Yeah. How is that even possible? It may be more helpful. This is what he says to uh, So Senator Cruz is asking him, why don't you just take it all freaking down? Because, and this is what Zuckerberg says. Because it may be more helpful to redirect them instead of ban them. <laughs> How could it be more helpful to redirect somebody than to ban them from child sexual content? Why don't you just ban all the content? Not, they don't need to worry about redirecting pedos. Exactly. We've got interesting numbers right now. Our numbers right now are 666. <laughs> That's our number of views. Somebody share so we get off of 666. Quick. You're like, <laughs> we got 666 right now. That's how many people are watching. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Let's just start off the show here. Sassafras 84 video. We're doing the border first. And this really isn't too much on the border. We know what's going on the border. 12,000 people per day under Joe Biden. 8,000 per month under Donald Trump. We know that. But here's the thing. Here's what happened in, uh, in New York City. Most of you have already seen this already. Got a little bit more in-depth on it. We had the illegal immigrants. And I think Will pointed out two shows ago. Because Will likes to take shows off all the time. So he pointed out a couple shows ago that... It was in Chicago. We had this string of burglaries that was all illegals. And now you have a group of illegal migrants. And I don't, I'm trying to figure out, I'm not, maybe I'll just call them illegal invaders, illegal invaders, beating up on a cop. And I'm talking about serious felonious assault here, or what we call in Florida felony battery going on. And none of these people have been deported, and all of them have been released with cashless bail inside of NYC. Play for me, Will. Well, Fox News alert, two police officers in New York City were attacked by a group of illegal aliens near Times Square. The confrontation started after the cops told the illegals to move along. Things got a little heated. 
and the police ended up wrestling on the floor with one of the migrants, while the other migrants threw kicks at the officers' heads and bodies. Cops arrested four migrants, but sources tell The Post, already out without bail. Obviously not deported. So everybody's out, cashless barrel inside of NYC, which has caused their crime rates to go through the roof in exponential fashion. We got that when Kathy Oakle was asked, point blank, governor, governor of New York, she was asked point blank, do you, do you believe that these illegal invaders that have battered law enforcement, I see them kicking them in the head. I mean, my gun's out. I don't even know what these cops are doing. And I got a video seeing the, in the, in the, in the post game of cops dealing with a car, looks like in downtown, like Manhattan, and the car's just going at them back and forth, driving all over the place. They don't do anything but continue to shout, stop, 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 because cops are scared to do anything now because everybody's filming them and then we call racist. And they're having the most police departures since 9-11, since 2001, inside of New York City right now. I wonder why. Because you can get to sit there and get your head kicked in by illegal invaders. And nobody does a daggum thing about it. How are you ever going to see these people again? Again, you know, they released them at the border with a seven-year notice to appear. And again, I've written notice to appear as a law enforcement officer. You get a notice to appear, you have to be in court in 30 days. You know, for some bottle on the beach or underage drinking, get a notice to appear. 30 days, you know, you have to be in, in court in 30 days. You get under, under the Biden administration, you get a notice to appear. You show up in 2024, you don't even have to show up for your first hearing, your first asylum hearing for seven years. So these guys that they just gave get-out-of-jail-free cards to, they just released under cashless bail policies, were you ever going to see these guys again? And they're kicking cops in the head? And here was their here was their startling... Now, here are two of the guys that were kicking cops in the head inside of New York City. Kathy Oakles asked, should they be uh, deported? And she goes, that's something to look into. That was her response. You can pull it up right now. That was her response. Totally, I'm not... I'm not abbreviating it in any way, shape, or form. She's asked over and over again. Shouldn't these guys be deported? Uh, that's something for us to look into. Something for you to look into. One of these guys that you're going to see on this video right now, one of these guys has already been arrested at least once for battering a store security guard while shoplifting. Why wasn't he deported then? Right. I mean, it's really amazing. I mean, it's amazing that a Democrat would ever vote Democrat. That any human being would ever vote Democrat. When you're dealing with people who are committing crimes inside of the United States. Oh, Donald Trump, he's a racist because he said they're emptying their prisons and they're emptying their insane asylums and they're sending their criminals across the border. They are, folks. They are. And this is proof of that. Now, here was their response to a reporter's questions right after they got released on cashless bail, bail inside of NYC. Play for me, Will. Just into Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants, and that attack on officers. Those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. Florida Senator. So I just wanted to see, show you that. That was their response. I mean, hey, can you guys put that video back on run side by side for just a second? I'm sorry, I should have told you that before. But I just want, what kind of reverence do you have for your country? I mean, well, not for, you know, for the country you just illegally invaded. You're sitting there and you've been arrested and you're, now you've been released. Look at this. this. This is the deference that they have for the United States of America. The, why, why do they have no respect? Because there's nothing to respect. 
It's the Biden administration. They, there, there are no laws. They've been released. They're kicking cops in the head. You saw the video. These two guys are, look at that kid laughing. They, they're kicking cops in the head. It's a lawless culture. See, and the reason why this doesn't bother Eric Adams, doesn't bother, bother Joe Biden, doesn't bother Kathy Hochul, doesn't bother Chuck Schumer, doesn't bother Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, is because it hasn't happened to them. Nancy Pelosi should have learned because her husband was a victim of a weird, yet it was an assault, which <laughs> don't really know everything behind that, I don't know. But anyway, eventually this will land on their doorstep. It will affect somebody. When you're allowing in 12,000 people a day like this, 12,000 a day that we know, and we know it's more than that, it's really, you start at a baseline of 24,000 per day according to CBP statistics. 24,000 people a day you're letting into the country like this, like this guy who gets arrested for kicking a cop in the head and then immediately released, not a day later, not 12 hours later, not 30, nothing, gets released immediately right afterwards. On another notice to be everything you're going to see Mr. Fingers ever again, you're not. All right, let's go to the next one. Steve Miller tweet. Thank you guys for doing that. Steve Miller tweet. This visual should see should be seared into the America America's consciousness. 155 House Democrats, including uh, Minority Leader uh, Hakeem Jeffries and his top committee leaders, voted against the bill to deport criminal migrants who steal Social Security benefits from American seniors. So now they can obviously kick cops in the head, no consequences whatsoever. And now they're they're going to vote the the Democratic Party. If you look at the numbers there, you can can you, can you blow that up any any bigger? See if you can. I was just get the exact numbers. I can see it pretty much. I'm trying to get the. Yeah, it's 212. It's 2, 217. That's good right there. 217 Republicans. Basically, all the Republicans voted for the deportation of all illegal invaders that are stealing Social Security benefits from seniors. All the Republicans voted for immediate deportation. 55 Democrats did, and 155 voted against it. Can you imagine that? Imagine voting. All the Democrats, I mean, all the. All the uh, Seniors out there that vote Democrat because you want to protect Social Security? First of all, Republicans have never even talked about cutting Social Security, but they get lied, it gets lied about in every election cycle. You vote to secure Social Security, you vote for Democrats to secure Social Security, while the Democrats, I mean, that's the thing, you're voting for the people that hate you. You're voting for the people that say they're for you, just like, just like the, the Democrats say, they are for women, for women, while they vote to execute 20 million women per year in the womb. How are you for women? When you vote to execute 200,000 black women a year inside the United States. How are you for women when you vote to execute five, five, five to 600,000 women per year inside the United States of America in the womb? Wow. How are you pro-woman? How are you pro-woman? When you allow an open southern border where you have mass rape victims, child sex trafficking, female sex trafficking, male sex trafficking, human trafficking, human female sex trafficking, how are you pro-women at all? And it's like they say they're pro-senior, then vote to keep people in the country who illegally entered to begin with, they, keep, they, they vote to keep them in the country after they steal your Social Security benefits. Yep. That's who they are. It's, I mean, it, listen, it is all a lie. Most of them, listen, I'm voting down ballot Republican, vote for Trump, all of that. Love Trump because Trump is an outsider. Trump shows up at the March for Life. Just like Jim Harbaugh showed up at the March for Life. It's pretty risky. Shows up at the March for Life. 
Did George W. Bush? No, because of the political consequences. Did George Herbert Walker Bush? No. Mitt Romney? No. Because they're really a bunch of feckless, ballless cowards. That's who these people are. Yep. They're so afraid of the societal consequences, they will never take a stand. But credit to the Republicans here. This is what you do. And, and then this is what's great about this. And I, you have to give credit where credit is due. You have to. When, when people do something good, you have to say something about it. So here, this is a good job because what you do is get the Democrats on the record. Get them on the record. Now you have this for in perpetuity. You have this now for campaigning. You're like, Tom, that's politics. What about moral value? And this is, listen, this is moral value. It's about stealing and not stealing. So now you have this against them. When Gavin Newsom breaks out his fake statistics, California's number one at this and number two, and that he's lying, bullface lying the entire time. You have this right here. And you can pull all these statistics for California, too. All right, go to the next one for me. Gateway Pundit tweet. More insanity. 150 House Democrats, including Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffers. No, this is different. Different. You're like, Tom, it's the same tweet. Nope. Different tweet. Here it is. Because look, look at the different numbers now. Hakeem Jeffries vote against Bill to deport illegals caught driving while drunk. <laughs> this vote, we're going to keep him in there. So let's look at Basically, all Republicans, whoever the no votes were, I don't know why they no voted. They're either cowards or they weren't there. 59 Democrats vote to immediately deport drunk driving violators who are, again, illegal invaders. And 150, 150 Democrats vote. And what needs to happen, too, is someone like Peter Ducey needs to throw this right on Kareem Jean-Pierre's lap, read her all these stats, and ask her, point blank, where's the, where's the president stand? Immediate deportation for drunk drivers Immediately, uh, immediate deportation for Social Security fraudsters. Immediate deportation or not. Right now. And that's what you say, too. Leave this up. This is what you say, too, with all this border debates, where you have the McConnell-Schumer bill. Whenever, whenever you do not be yoked together with unbelievers, what do wickedness and righteousness have in common? What fellowship collide have with darkness? 2 Corinthians 6.14. You don't yoke yourself together with the, with the embodiment of, the, of, of contradiction to what you believe in. You, you do not you do not yoke yourself together with the opposite of all of your values. So really, this McConnell, the opposite of Schumer, the same as Schumer, he's the same as Schumer. So they come up with their border, uh, border security bill, border security bill, which is really just a border uh, illegal invader facilitation bill. It's got nothing to do with security. They're receiving more. I saw the numbers. I just forgot them. But they're receiving, got it from Clay Higgins, Louisiana congressman. They're getting more billions now than ever before for the border. They're getting more billions now in 2024 than they did in 23, 22, 21, 20, and 19. In 19 and 20 were Trump's last two years. They're getting way more billions now than they did when Trump was, when Trump was president. So why do we need comprehensive immigration reform? You're getting all the money you could possibly need now. And like I said on Tuesday night, they got a razor wire fence down there in Eagle Pass. Razor wire fence at Eagle Pass, which which probably is costing them total hundred thousand put up. I mean, not without labor, hundred thousand bucks, two hundred thousand bucks to put up. And you know, and again, they went from three thousand a day in Eagle Pass, three thousand illegal invaders crossing the border every day to zero with just razor wire. You know, they, we need to use high tech drones. Why? Why? We need to use lasers and all. No, you don't need anything. What do you need? Razor wire. Razor wire stops them. Weird, isn't it? What, what if you just did razor wire? Just build a 10-foot razor wire wall all the way across the all the way across our border. You think anybody crossed? No. Nope. It's over. 
Well, what about rescuing people drowning in the Rio Grande? Well, you can lift up our our, our, our uh, CBP over and go out and rescue them. We can get over the razor wire, but they can't. Simple as that. You have the equipment, you can get over. You don't, you don't. Simple as that. I mean, think about it, problem solved. So simply ask these people, like Swalwell, well, we're putting up this, we're putting up this border bill, border security bill, and all the Republicans are voting against it. No, it's not a border security bill. It's a border facilitation bill. Just ask, just ask Swalwell. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Fang Fang boy, Fang Fang cut boy. Here's the thing. I'll t- we'll give you ten million dollars in razor wire right now. Will you? Will you put it out there? Will you will you vote to have because Fang Fang Cuck Boy Swalwell, he's from California, but all the way across the border of California. So nobody gets in because you you said you want border say border uh, security bill security. You want the border secure, so you want all illegal aliens out. Then you want no illegals to get across the border. Then right, Eric, he'll have to say that's not what he believes, which then exposes the fraudulentness of that bill. So here you have it here. Just so everybody has numbers. 200, all, all Republicans voted to immediately deport all illegal invaders for drunk driving, and the Democratic Party wants them to stay. Go to the next one for me. Oh, crap. I, I meant to put in a slide. I thought I had it. I didn't have it. It's not you, Will. It's me. I have a, I had a slide that I, somehow I didn't send into the show. I don't know how I didn't do it, but I didn't. I know how I didn't. I just think that I do and I don't. But it, we there was I had a slide, I believe it's from the Gateway Pundit, where you have a you have this family that just lost their wife and son to a drunk driver, to to a illegal drunk driver. See if it's in Telegram or see if I. Got That's it. what I'm but, looking. Yeah. yeah, if it's in there, send it in. I'll, I'll show it at any time because I want to just show you the Democrats just voted. So this guy who'd already been arrested numerous times before after being an illegal alien inside the United States of America, then kills a guy's wife and son. And now the Democrats just voted to keep him in. Oh, perfect. You are awesome. Seriously, awesome. This is Jose um, Menjivar. 150 Democrats voted against the bill. Um, Josh Dunlap, follow him on Twitter, awesome account. Voted against a bill to automatically deport him. Last month, during his third DUI incident. Third. He killed Melissa Powell and her teenage son, uh, Rye Orton, 16, in Colorado. They're both dead now because Joe Biden lets them in the country. Right here. And now the Democrats, I wonder if you ask, look at his face, that's from the accident. If you ask Kathy Hochul, should he be deported, Kathy? You know the cops, you know the, the, the seven or eight illegal invaders that were kicking cops in the head? You said we should look into it. Should we look into this? Two dead people? Because they don't care because it doesn't happen to them. Yep. They're driving around their armored cars, driving around with their personal security. They're allowed to have guns. You're not. They all live behind walls. You're not allowed to. And then we're getting the peasants are getting the peasants are getting killed off. They don't care. They don't they don't care about human life. They don't. That's why they slaughter forty to sixty million per year worldwide in the womb. And they talk about five million COVID deaths. The the, the sixty million that die in the womb don't usher forward a globalist leftist bourgeois elitist narrative. So they don't even mention them. But the alleged 5 to 18 million people that died of COVID, that helps them to usher in vaccine mandates, which ushers in control, of course, which I won't digress into at the moment until I get into this next one. Go to the next one for me, Will. Vigilant Fox video. Here's one of the heroes of the world right here, Andrew Brigan. Hope I'm pronouncing it right because it's B-R-I-D-G-E-N, but I've heard it pronounced Brigan, so I hope that's it, not Bridgeton. But Brigan, Andrew Brigan, MP. 
from Great Britain confronts the British Prime Minister and urges him to end the safe and effective narrative. We're getting to talking about vaccines. Can the current Prime Minister, he asks, think of anything he has promoted in, in part partnership with huge business as safe and effective, which has ultimately harmed the British people? So Andrew Brigham is risking it all. He's now called a conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. But is anything he's saying wrong because we're going to look at Edward Dowd and British excess death certificates right after this video. Play for me, Will. Andrew Bridgen. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. More than two decades ago, the then Prime Minister, Tony Blair, misled this House by promoting and endorsing the Post Office Horizon IT system as perfect, <coughs> protecting the large corporation that created it and causing untold harm and damage and misery to innocent people. Can the current Prime Minister think of anything he has promoted in partnership with huge businesses as safe and effective, which has ultimately harmed the British people? And will he use this opportunity to correct that safe and effective statement, or will he choose the same line as Tony Blair, sit back, do nothing, and let the misery just continue to pile up? Prime Minister. Oh. Mr Speaker, as we've been clear, the Horizon scandal is a terrible miscarriage of justice, and we're doing everything that we can to make it right. Uh, to what he was more broadly insinuating, let me be unequivocal from this dispatch box that COVID vaccines are safe, Mr. Speaker. There's Orishi Sanak. I finally got the name down. There's Orish. Now, they were executing people, and I mean it. Not, I'm not even talking about the vaccines right now, but during the COVID response, they were actually executing people inside of nursing homes. And, and, and I don't, there's different prime ministers who went from Boris Johnson to that lady for 10 seconds, Theresa and now May. Rishi. Yeah, Theresa May. Theresa May, thank yeah. you, Aaron. Theresa May for like 10 seconds, now Rishi Snock. So I don't want to give wrong credit where credit is due. I think it was under Boris, probably. So they were executing executing elderly citizens inside of nursing homes by saying that they had COVID. Which, by the way, again, Acts Force Line 9 study. When you have COVID and you're, and you're 80 years of age or older, what's your survival rate? Acts Force Line 9 study. 95% survival rate, and that's with multiple comorbidities. So they would say, you know what, your grandma had COVID, she's dead. When she got COVID, what we did was she was suffering so much because this is such a horrible bubonic plague, bubonic plague number two, typhoid number two, that's a horrible sickness, which 99.9% .9 survival, 95% survival for the grandmother that's now dead. She had a 95% chance that she wasn't going to die, which is the same exact, same, same exact statistic for the flu. You know, everyone doesn't go for the flu. Oh, they don't, they, don't, they, don't put out, they don't put out messages on social media. Oh, I tested positive for the flu today. It's the same death rate. Everyone just acts like, not. I know I'm 764 people that are on right now. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking about everybody else. Everybody acts like, oh, God, I've got COVID. Okay, you, you've got a cold. Why are you announcing it to anybody? But that same cold, grandma got it inside of nursing homes in the UK and they filled them full of their version of oxycodone and killed them. Yeah. It's an absolute fact. Pull it up and Google it. And then they tell you that your grandma died of, died of COVID. She didn't die of COVID. She died of what everybody else died of at that time. The response to COVID. The ventilators. The masking. The isolation. The wrong treatment. Um, the banning of ivermectin. The banning of zinc. The banning of monoclonal therapies. The ban of hydroxychloroquine. Ventilating people. And of course, the ultimate death sentence, remdesivir, 
from Gilead and Anthony Fauci, which failed its clinical trials, but Anthony Fauci put it out anyway, just like he put out the Pfizer vax and the Moderna vax, which also failed their clinical trials. By any measure of failure, 1,223 deaths during the clinical trial of the vaccine is a failure. Would anybody disagree in the chat? Would anybody disagree in the chat? If you have 1,223 people die of your vaccination during the clinical trial, would you not say that's a failure? I would. Yeah. So he, so you have the, you have Rishi Sanak gets up and says, uh, the vaccine is safe and effective. Safe and effective. That's what he's saying. Pimping and whoring it like he always has. So what are the actual statistics inside the UK for this safe and effective vaccine? Edward Dowd, Vigilant Fox video. Play for me. This is ages one through 14. Uh, in 2020, their excess deaths was minus 9%. In 2021, it was minus 7%. In 22, it went up to 16%. And in 2023, it's 22%. So, so it's 22% above baseline. Above baseline. And what's interesting about this is the excess deaths of the UK children actually went down during 2020 and, and started to rise again in 2021. It's in my book. We, we, we show the rise started when the uh, magic juice started to be issued to children later in 21. What's interesting is yeah, yeah, you have to ask yourself, well, why did it go down in 2020? What's the, what's the, the biggest cause of accidental death for children? Uh, it's accidental. It's accidental. It's, it's, it's usually movement activities, you know, falling into a pool, drowning. Well, there were lockdowns. So excess deaths went down during lockdown for children because of less activity. But sure enough, we've reopened. There's no pandemic. But now in 2023, UK children 1 through 14 appear to be mysteriously dying at an excess death rate of 22%. That's that's even higher than I thought. I don't know where I... I, I... That's, the, that's the UK. It's, it's different in different countries. But okay. the UK has a problem. Good. So there you go. Now here's the stats, just in case anybody missed them. I know it's hard to get all these down, but in 2020, the epicenter of the pandemic, our hospitals are overrun. 9% less kids died than normal. <laughs> And you need to vaccinate them for what? What, 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 are you, what are you vaccinating them for? And if you watch in the post game, I've got old Dan Andrews there, Tyrant Dan, and talking about his curfews. And he had a curfew inside of Australia, Victoria, Australia. That's where he's the PM over. Or whatever you call it, whatever they call their title over there. They're like he's the governor over Victoria. He had a curfew from eight o'clock at night until five in the morning to prevent you from getting COVID. <laughs> How does that make sense to anybody? That's what I'm telling you. Don't buy into one last thing any rhino tells you or any Democratic Party whore tells you. Don't believe them. Not, not for one second. They're all liars. Why, what, how would it prevent anybody? Danny, you even see it on the video in the post game. And like I, I show these, I play these videos and I check them before I put them on the show, obviously. And it brings back all these memories, you know. It gets me, I'm all fired up right now. I just mentioned Dan Andrews, now I get all fired up. When I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't do vaccines until the end of the show, but then I always plan on getting to them and I don't get to it. But I don't do them because I get stuck on it for an hour. But Dan Andrews is pimping this, uh, this curfew where you can't leave your house. This is the way it was in all of Victoria. Seven million people live there. Can't leave your house. And he's so, he's so happy the police are enforcing it. Great job, cops. Great, fantastic job being the Gestapo for the globalist left. But anyway, he says, I hate, to, I hate to make it so it's impossible for anybody to jog at 2 a.m. Okay, how are they going to get COVID if you're jogging alone at 2 a.m.? I mean, they see it's got nothing to do with the disease. 
If you're locking people down to prevent them from getting disease, but what you're doing doesn't prevent anybody from getting disease, then what's the purpose of the lockdown? It has to be something else. It is because Glo Dan Andrews is a globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitist, WEF pimp whore. That's what he is. Who has no shred of human dignity, no shred of self-respect, no shred of honesty at all. Just an absolute globalist, leftist whore who will do anything he can to elevate himself. So here's the numbers. So you have at the epicenter of the pandemic, epicenter of the pandemic, everybody's dying, all the hospitals are being overrun, which was all lies, by the way. Nobody everybody ever noticed nobody's dead on the street. This is so horrible. You see dead bodies on the street, folks. Never, not one time. So in 2020, the epicenter of the, uh, this is all, by the way, get this proper context. It's all one to 14-year-olds who they all want to be vaxxed. And Rishi Zanuck just came up and said, it's vaccination, safe and effective for a one-year-old. Safe and effective for a one-year-old. Safe and effective for everybody, right? But in 2020, the epicenter of the virus, they had 9% drop in deaths. And by the way, Aaron and I have shown these, uh, Aaron and I and Will, we've, we've thrown through these, all these different slides that we'll show you from their own census bureaus, whatever they call them in their various countries. We've shown them for Australia. We've shown them for far off places, Singapore. I mean, I can't remember how many countries, probably 15 countries. Yeah. We had slides of it, and it's absolute, indisputable, irrefutable data that shows there was no excess deaths in 2020 anywhere. None. You're like, why don't you have it in the United States? Because they won't release the data. Why won't they re release the data? Because of the felonious consequences of releasing the data. These people have committed murder. Murder for what they've done. Murder. So 2020, their 1 to 14-year-old deaths go down 9%. Uh, it's 2021, 7% fewer deaths than expected. So still in 2021. Now, why were there fewer deaths still for these kids in 2021? Anybody guess? They didn't approve the vaccines for them yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very easy. I mean, this, this is not hard to figure out. In 2021, they had not approved the vaccines for kids yet. Remember, they were all, hey, I can't wait. I finally get to get my vaccination. You know, because you can only get them when you're 65 or above, and then you can get them when you're 50 to 65, and you can get them 30 to 50. Oh, I get to go get my clot juice, my myocarditis juice. And you were so happy about it, right? And then finally, these kids who showed the stupid videos of these Munchausen by proxy parents yeah. who have their kids sitting there, oh, you get your vaccine today, and the kid starts bawling because he thinks he's going to live because he thought he's going to die before because your parent is a sycophantic uh, child abuser. Munchausen by proxy abuser telling your kid you're going to die of COVID-19. They have no chance. None. They have yet to prove one healthy child has ever died of COVID-19 globally. That's an absolute fact. You can pull it up right now. So, they, so lo and behold, they have even fewer deaths. They have 7% fewer deaths in 2021. Weird. Because the vaccine hasn't been. Now you notice that they had 9% fewer deaths Remember, this is all 1 to 14 years of age inside of the UK. 9% fewer, fewer than normal deaths in 2021. Went up a little bit, 9% fewer than normal deaths in 2021 because at the very end of 2021, they started vaccinating kids. In 2022, 16% more 1 to 14-year-olds died. Dead. This isn't injured. Dead. They're dead. In 2023... Now it's up to, now remember now, these kids have now been vaccinated for two years. And it ain't going down. It's not going down anywhere. We have 17 million excess deaths globally so far that we know about. And that's without the United States and Canada releasing their data and probably many other countries. 
2023, 22% more one to 14 year olds died than normal inside the UK. And Rishi Shanak has the guts, has the audacity and the galactic idiocy to go up to his bully pulpit and say the vaccinations are safe and effective. 22% more children are dying in this country than normal. 22%. That's a huge number, folks. Yeah. The murder rate goes up 1% in your city. You're not going to be reelected mayor. Right. The murder rate in the UK for 1 to 14-year-olds, and by the way, it goes up from there. If you follow, the, if you follow Edward Dow's statistical data, the, pit, the people who are most victimized by this vaccination are 24 to 64-year-olds and the people who are making insurance claims. The excess deaths in them is up to 32%. That's insane. In the United States of America, right now, right now, not not two years from now, now. Because that's 2022 and 23 statistical data. So you have Rishi Sanat goes up to a microphone, just like this one here, and says the vaccine, mocks Andrew Brigham vaccine, so he's in his condescending way. His, con- his condescending posture and tone. You know what? This thing is safe and effective, you conspiracy theorists. How is it? It's just so funny. They adopt... Their arrogance, their condescension off of being completely wrong, but they're still able to have that sort of attitude. You're completely wrong. All statistical data contradicts what you're saying. But yet you're, and then what will happen is when he's proven wrong, they'll just have, he'll have some form of possible deniability. It's like they're covering for all of these vaccine side effects, calling them JN1, the newest, the newest variant of COVID. So 22% increase in excess deaths, 22% more 1 to 14-year-olds are dying inside of the UK where Rishi Sanat comes up and calls the vaccination safe and effective. Furthermore, this is from Edward Dowd, figures from the Office of National Statistics from the UK show about 10% more deaths across all age groups than expected since April this year. So that's 2023. So you know, so they're up a minimum of 10%. The kids are getting the worst of it. UK health officials believe circulatory diseases and diabetes are the issue. <laughs> really? Suddenly? I mean, you, I mean, imagine, again, you only have audacity or stupidity to choose from. You, you only have propagandizing or stupidity to choose from. Think about it. You go up and you, you say, you know what? Suddenly, out of nowhere, just out of thin air, more people are dying from cardiovascular diseases out of nowhere, circulatory diseases. What would suddenly cause a 22% increase between 2020 and 2023? What? What, what would it be? They're going to they'll blame it on COVID. Or diabetes, suddenly diabetes kills 22% more people than it did before? Here's a true statement for you. Vigilant, another Vigilant Fox video. From a health expert, you'll hear it. It, ignoring COVID vax deaths, is not just the intent to defraud. It's felony murder, which I agree. Play for me, Will. Because it's not just the intent to defraud or uttering, uh, which the old common law uttering, it's also felony murder. There's there's all the individuals I could talk about, like Amaya was 12 years old, Sarah Beller tonsillar and bilateral uncle herniation the next year. So a whole year later, she dies within the same month as her vaccine, and they gave her one in the left arm, three in the right arm. She got her third dose of COVID in her left arm, and then she got meningococcal, uh, HPV, and uh, Tdap. She had four vaccines at once. She was dead in 26 days from a stroke. 
So now you have four women, 12 years old, 17 years old, 30 and 62 died from stroke. They're still not investigating. It's not uh, willful ignorance. It's not anything benign like that. This is intentional withholding of information from the public that would save the lives of the public. There you go. And that, that's we, and Listen, we could spend the entire show. Maybe I need to. Aaron has always wanted me to get do shows that are entirely just for Rumble, and we'll talk back and forth on on vaccines alone. I could spend. It is a passion of my life. I could. That, by the way, was from Frontline Health, right there. That's that, those are that's an expert talking. That's an expert. It's a doctor talking. Absolute expertise. I I could spend. We could do three hour shows every day per day on vaccine deaths alone. Yep. Every day. I can show you one vaccine death after another without, there's no, while Rishi Sanat gets up in total, just total incoherence, total denial. I just, I marvel at all these people. I, I guess you'd call them a, the, is it NPC? Is that yeah. the right word? Yep. There's people that are just human, just automatons. Yep. Like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you watch him meet him. He's a nice enough guy. He's just complete ignoramus. I got vaccines to this day. He said it, it was three, four months ago when he was going back and forth with him and Aaron Rodgers. I got vaccinated to uh, keep my family and my coworkers safe. Using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and infection, you stupid idiot. Yep. I mean, you're just an incoherent, ignorant moron. I, I, I honestly can't stand it. And what pisses me off the most are the Christians. They don't pray over it. They don't study to show themselves approved. They get told by a baby butchering hack to put on a mask and they do it. Stand six feet apart, they do it. Jump jump six feet high, you do it. Clock down your church, you do it. Take eight vaccinations, you do it. We are up to number eight right now. Can you do it? It's amazing to me. All right, before I do that, let's go. Let's do Midas, Aaron. Let's do Midas. Because I'm going to go. We're going to do some RNC stuff here. My one and only sponsor I've ever had right here. <laughs> I've ever had because nobody wants to sponsor me. <laughs> 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 Midas Gold Group love this company. I, I talked to them on the phone. George, which is a Twitter account, got 80, 80 90,000 followers. Set us up together. George, you're awesome. If you're watching, love you. Follow him on Twitter. He puts out awesome stuff, and especially about election material re recently. But Midas Gold Group, MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated. All of their gold is physical gold. Another country. Now I forgot which one. I hate when I do that. Join the BRICS movement today. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia joined the BRICS movement, which is the de-dollarization of the globe, the devaluing of the USD. And what is the BRICS movement doing while they're de-dollarizing, while they're devaluing the USD, and while you have the Biden administration trying to rush us towards CBDCs? They're buying gold. Physical gold. Midas only deals in physical gold. That's it. Physical gold. You want your gold? First thing I asked them, because I'm buying uh, $10,000, $15,000 worth of gold off of them. I said, you know what? I want the gold in hand. I want, do you sell physical? They tell them that's the number one thing we deal in. Even their IRAs. You buy a gold IRA, you want they keep it, you pay a fee for them to keep it, you, get, you decide, you know what, I want it in hand, they send it to you. It's all physical gold now. MAGA-owned. MAGA operated. They're not, they're not Republicans. They're not conservatives. I'm a Republican and a conservative. But then you've got Republican, conservative, and MAGA. It's a MAGA company. So buy your gold. It is a hedge against the de-dollarization of the globe. If you, don't, if, you're not, if you don't have some sort of gold assets, you're missing a great opportunity right now. you got to do it. 
It is a great opportunity for you to hedge against the global de-dollarization that's going on right now. And when you buy it from Midas, from Midas, tell them that the TLP sent you. All right, let's go on. Here we go. On, onward to the D, uh, to it's, I, 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 I name this section of the show RNC because we're going to get to the RNC, but I'm going to set it up a little bit first because I want to show you that the RNC is no different than the DNC. DNC is Aaron Answers. <laughs> no different. Yeah. Same people. I mean, I know all of it. Listen, I'm voting Republican down ballot, but I hate the RNC. Yeah. Because I'm voting, de- I'm voting Republican down ballot, but I can't stand uh, Mitt Romney or Ronna Romney McDaniel. These are these again, and I don't want to get too deep into this. It's actually hard to discuss in some ways, but you just need to know that most Republicans are completely fake. They're DNC operatives, whether they know it or not. They're DNC operatives. Yeah. Doesn't matter whether they know it or not, because what they're doing is occupying seats that a conservative could occupy. So they just sit there and occupy that seat. So you can't, whether it's Graham, whether it's McConnell, Collins, Murkowski, Cornyn, Portman, Rubio, doesn't matter. They're just operating, they're just occupying seats so you can't put a legit conservative in there, fooling you into thinking they're conservative because they'll say they're pro-life, but when it really matters, they don't vote pro-life. They say they're pro-government and they want to take down the debt. They're, pro, they're pro-small government and they want to lessen the debt while they can increasingly increase the debt. Yep. So these are not Republican people. Understand, RNC is just, RNC is in place so that globalist leftism becomes more palatable for you. They slow the process of it. And they're, they're slowing it. It's not that they're, they're restraining that I speak about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. They're not restraining the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist movement, the lever, the, the, the movement, the agenda to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. They're not, they're not slowing it down to slow it down. They're slowing it down in collusion with the globalist left to make it palatable for you. Does that make sense, Aaron? Yeah, 100%. That's all that it is. Yep. That's the only part that the rhino Republicans, and as Dan Bongino says, most Republicans are actually, actually Democrats, but most Democ- but there are no Democrats that are actually Republican. Ronald Romney McDaniel is a Democrat. That's right. They they believe that they know all these these bourgeois leftist elitists, and that includes John Cornyn, Rob Portman, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, and numerous others I could name. They believe that they are the wisdom class, and that they believe that they if they get together with the amalgam of the left and the pseudo right, because they're not really right. So it's hard. That's why it's hard to discuss. It's hard to put into words. But when they get together as rhinos with the globalist left that they are the brain trust, and they know better than everybody. That's, what they, that, that's how they govern. Well, you know what? We you know, we know on our side we have the pro-lifers, and we just ignore them. We, you know, we, we have the people that don't want, you, don't want you guys to lop off penises, testicles, and breasts. We just ignore them. We, you know, we, have the, we, you know, we have the crazy people who believe that Hunter Biden's laptop was real and that collusion with Russia was fake. We, we just ignore them. We're going to get together because, you know, as an amalgam of wisdom, and we're going to rule the world because we're smarter than everybody. They're ignorant idiots who are ballless, feckless wonders. And they're all leftists. So I want to set it up by, by just showing you that the RNC is no different than the DNC and no different than any other corrupt political organization. Put up the person for me, Carrie Lake tweet. Public records show that Kristen Cinema flew private jets 11 times since 2020, a devout climate hoaxer herself, all while billing the luxury to hardworking taxpayers at the cost of 
I, listen, I like private jets. I've had the opportunity to fly on private jets a couple times. Great. No problem. I have no problem with people who can afford to fly on private jets. I hope someday I can fly on a private jet. Yeah. I love it. I will. As soon as I can, I will. There you go. I'll make that promise to you. But not a taxpayer expense. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, if you have a private, you have a company and your company's paying for it, you know, no problem. You as an individual pay for it, no problem at all. But if you are a climate change hoaxer, in other words, you're telling everybody to lower their CO2 emissions. Because they're killing killing people and killing the planet and causing global displacement, which is causing mass uh, illegal border invasions. Then are you not to be flying a private jet that emits a hundred tons of emissions per flight? <laughs> Didn't you? And, it's, and here's the thing: Why does Kristen Cinema need to fly private? You I mean there's people that I know. That they have to fly private because there's no way for them to keep their schedule fly, flying public. And again, I don't care why you fly private if you're paying for it or your company's paying for it. Yeah. I don't care. The taxpayer expense? Why, why would she need to have a private jet? She can book a flight weeks in advance, days in advance, and be wherever she needs to be. She's not going from one place to another. She goes, where does where's Kristen Sinema go? <laughs> Senator out of Arizona. Where does she go? Washington and Arizona. Yep. So why does she need a private jet? She doesn't. She doesn't. I have no problem with it as long as she pays for it. I have only have a problem with it when you're a climate change hoaxer like her. When you're a climate change hypocrite, hip, uh, hypocrite like her. A high-flying hypocrite like Pierre Polovev says. But speaking of him, I didn't plan this. Here he is. I, I forgot this was next. Play it for me, Will. I'd like to welcome the Prime Minister back from his $80,000 vacation, which he got for free. He said, like most Canadians, friends welcomed him for that vacation. He took two, not one, but two private jets paid for by the taxpayer, uh, burning a hundred tons of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. He wants to tax the heat and the food of Canadians. Did he pay the full carbon tax on each of the 100 tons of emissions that he put into the atmosphere as part of his $80,000 vacation? Warming climate causes droughts. Droughts damage crops. Damage crops increase the food of gro- the cost of groceries. And yet, the Conservative Party cannot even agree on whether or not climate change is real. Well, he says that greenhouse gas emissions are driving up grocery prices. He put 100 tons of those emissions in the atmosphere for his personal vacation. This is high-tax, high-flying, high-carbon hypocrisy. Meanwhile, Canadians in Edmonton are facing, were facing minus 50 degree temperatures on which they were paying carbon taxes just to to heat their homes and stay alive. Given that he gives himself a free vacation at other people's expense, will he at least allow Canadians to heat their homes without his tax? And yet, none of them can actually define what level of CO2 actually causes causes any problems. Right. Because CO2, guess what? Here, here, this is a starting revelation for everybody. CO2 causes no problems whatsoever, none. And he is taxing people according to their CO2 usage and then giving them a rebate. So what he does is he taxes them, let's just make up the numbers, $5,000 a year for their carbon emissions and then gives them a rebate of $1,500. And then when you come out against his carbon tax, he'll say that you're against his rebates. That's what you do. That, that, that is a Potomac two-step Ottawa style. 
Because he, he's saying you, you're going to pay $5,000 a year in carbon taxes, but don't worry, I'm going to refund you your $1,500. And then what Pierre Polovev says is, no, we're just going to not tax you at all the $5,000. But then you don't get your $1,500 back. Well, you, you get to keep $3,500 more. <laughs> you don't ever have to pay the carbon tax to begin with. I mean, but people will still fall for that. I hope everybody got that. $5,000 a year in a carbon tax. But they give you a rebate of $1,500. So all the, Canadians, all the Canadians, all the Canadian leftists, and sadly, most Canadians, I get my $1,500 from the government. You just gave them $5,000. And the Conservative Party comes in and says, you know what? We're going to eliminate the entire $5,000, but I don't get my... But then I don't get my rebate of fifteen hundred. <laughs> you just do you realize you just saved thirty five hundred dollars? But yeah. people, that's that's the Democratic <laughs> Party inside the United States too. By the way, I'm not bad mouthing Canadians. All right, go to the next one for me, Will. All right, pick from the Gateway Pundit. FEC records, Federal Election Commission records reveal RNC's extravagant. Hey, no different. You got you got Justin Trudeau, Kristen Sinema. So you got the DNC. Then you got the Liberal Party inside of Canada. You got. Kristen Cinema flying around in private jets, $210,000 in private jets that she doesn't need. As somebody who advocates for you to lower your CO2 emissions while she puts 100 tons of emissions in the air. You won't put 100 tons of emissions in the air unless you fly a private jet for your entire life. So the very people that are telling you to lower your CO2 emissions are flying around in private jets that emit more CO2 in one flight than you will emit in your lifetime unless you're flying around in private jets. Like right. Taylor Swift. Right. <laughs> Taylor Swift wants to crush Netherland uh, farmers, Dutch farmers, crush them because their fertilizers fart and emit CO2 into the air. <laughs> crush them. While she herself emits more CO2 in a week, in a day, than 10, 20, 30, 100 of those farmers will with their farms in a lifetime. That's who these people are. Go, Aaron. She's already taken 103 this year. <laughs> Just so everybody. 103 private flights? Yeah. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Travis Kelsey flew down to, I can't remember what where it was, Argentina. Oh. Flew up and back in like a day. And these are the climate change. They want you to lower your image. They want you to go buy an electric car so you can plug into the grid they control. So here's Gateway Pundit. FEC records reveal RNC's extravagant spending compared to the DNC. Well, man, this is rough. To, listen, truth is truth. Truth is the truth. I wish the DNC spent worse than the RNC, but they don't. Prioritizing luxury over election strategies. I have the numbers for you. These are the numbers from, you just leave this up, Will. So everybody can see the person who's spending the money. There she is. Ronna Romney McDaniel. And Mitt, and Mitt Romney voted to impeach Donald Trump. There's his relative right there. So here's what they spent the money on. Here's the dates. From October 20th of 2022 to November uh, 30th of 2023. So one year basically ending about now. So about a year from now, a little bit more, but basically a year. The last year, this is what the Republican Party spent money on, the RNC. That's why send your money to Republican candidates, not to the RNC. Defund the RNC. Run the RNC out of business unless we can get Harmeet Dillon in charge, Mike Lindell, someone like that in charge of it, and not a Republican Party asset. Here's the numbers that were actually spent. By the RNC in the last year. 
Floral arrangements. That's important to get Republicans elected. Mm. Right? You ready? $70,000 on floral arrangements. What did the DNC spend on floral arrangements? $795. Oh, my word. It's a fact, by the way. This is indisputable, irrefutable fact. Consultants. Consultants. To accomplish what Ron Romney McDaniel has accomplished, which is to lose the Senate, basically lose the House, when we're supposed to have about a 100-seat advantage right now, we got like a three-seat advantage. Lose the presidency with a fraudulent election. Six Senate seats she's lost. This is the consultants that you need to accomplish that. For the RNC, the RNC spent in the last year $1,078,279 on consultants. What did the DNC spend on consultants to beat our, t- our tails on, er- on every election, basically? $114,000. Oh. It's a fact. It's all fact. Office supplies. To get those kind of results, you got to spend a lot of money on office supplies. Lose that big, you got to spend a, money, a lot of money on our office supplies. RNC spent in the last year $300,000 on officer supplies, $297,000 on office supplies. DNC, $45,000. Well, they win and we lose. Here's a good one for you. Ready? Get, get ready for this one, boys. No, no. Aaron, Aaron and Will be ready. Limousines. Oh. Limousines. RNC in the last year spent $263,127 on limousines. <laughs> DNC spent the $7,000. Oh, my oh. gosh. Now here's now get oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Voter file maintenance, okay, real important. Yeah. What does this mean? These are the people you send your your uh, your media to. This is where you send your ads to. This is where you send. We need to make sure that you're registered to vote. All of that to make sure that they're not fraudulent, right? Voter file maintenance. The RNC spent 39000 on that. The DNC suddenly flips the script on the thing that matters and spends 235000 on it. Oh, my gosh. GOTV text, text, which, again, is getting out the vote. That's what GOTV, getting out the vote. RNC spent 86000 on it. DNC spent... $1,676,000 on it. But Ronnie's got, Ron and Ronnie McDaniel's got a lot of floral arrangements in private jet flights. State outlays, which I honestly don't know what that means. RNC spent $13,000, DNC $23,000. The Gateway Pundit previously reported that the fractional team learned the RNC wasted tens of millions of dollars investing in obsolete 1980s technology. Oh, lovely. Tech guy, Aaron. Yeah. 80s technology. So that's like, what is 80s technology? Commodore 64? Yeah. Hey, what did you what, what what did the RNC do? Buy a bunch of Commodore 64s? <laughs> that's what I bought back in 1984. Commodore 64. You know what I did with it? I'm supposed to write reports on, do all the things, play video games. <laughs> that's what the uh, tens of millions of dollars investing in obsolete 1980s technology. Tens of millions on that alone. So what do you call them? Floppy disk. Yeah, floppy disk. Floppy disk. Yeah. Putting them in, what, do you, what kind of drive was that called? It's just a floppy drive. Yeah, yeah. like a floppy disk drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the same thing running our nuclear we- uh, weapons silos. Go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. I was just going to say, can we can we just look at her face real quick and see if, <laughs> was she spending some of that money on lip filler? Because <laughs> Obviously. Oh, my word. <laughs> I hope that my, well, I never sent any money to the RNC, so. <sighs> 
I hope that none of the money that anybody sent to the RNC <laughs> went to Ronnie, Ronna Romney McDaniel's lips. Ugh. She looks like a fish. they've gotten way bigger. <laughs> Unless she got punched in the mouth. They've been, they got way bigger. Disgusting. So here's more. If left to the RNC data team, GOP candidates would lose this gateway pundit. Would lose every close election in 2024. The appalling 50% wrong canvassing list. Now let's that go back to. <laughs> voter file maintenance. Ugh. Our canvassing lists for the RNC are 50% wrong. They have no idea who's a Republican and who's not. That makes sense. Yeah. 50% wrong. Voter file maintenance. RNC spent $39,000. DNC spent 235000 And more on that. On the GOTV text, 86000 spent by the RNC. $1.6 by the DNC, making sure that all their data is correct. While we're spending it on floppy disks and disk drives and <laughs> Commodore 64s. And lip filler. And, and Botox <laughs> and lip filler. <laughs> Probably some sort of whale fat she gets injected in there. The appalling 50% wrong canvassing list RNC provided in 2022 and 2020, lost elections. In 2022, lost elections. It's inability to deliver real-time voter roll analysis in, in Arizona because they spent all their money on flowers. It's total blindness to the armies of phantom voters in every state is the prelude to the same incompetence. She must go. Do not send your money to that woman. And allegedly, I heard rumor on, on uh, Bannon's war room that she is stepping down. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let me show you this. Go to the next one for me, Will. Breakthrough news video. This is really important. Real important. Inside of Chicago, you have Brandon Johnson. Never thought there could be a worse, worse mayor than Lori Lightfoot <laughs> until Brandon Johnson showed up. So congratulations to him. Congratulations, Brandon Johnson. You actually are worse than Lori Lightfoot. It's just like I never thought. My microphone's falling apart. I never thought that anybody. That's from me leaning on it like this the whole time. <laughs> I never thought anybody could be worse than de Blasio until Eric Adams showed up. I never thought anybody could be worse than Obama until Biden showed up. Amazing. It's Amazing. Congratulations yeah. to all of them. Congratulations to all of them. <laughs> but here's, here's what Brandon Johnson, a, a city that is under siege with crime and illegal invaders and illegal invaders committing crimes, this is what he's concerned about. Play for me, Will. Going for this resolution, a motion, even though there is no tie. Uh, so I will exercise my vote and my right and both aye. Yeah! In the night side by side. So there you go. Now, what are all these? Actually, try to keep it on the crowd as much as you can. Just go back and forth, toggle it on the crowd. What are all these people so excited about in Chicago? You might not have been able to hear the audio because it's not super good on that video, what Brandon Johnson was saying. Mostly they had a stalemate in their board of county commission. Well, it's the city commissioner. City commissioner meeting. 50-50 split. And Brandon Johnson broke the tie with his vote. They made all these people so happy. What are they voting for? The city of Chicago has voted for a ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. Wow. Because that does something. <laughs> Quiet, Will. <laughs> the city of Chicago, I guess the armies of Chicago are now going to be dispatched to the Gaza Strip to enforce a ceasefire? What, in, what on earth are all these people so happy about? Your city just declared a ceasefire in an area they have no control of. <laughs> Can they send BLM? Yeah, send, yeah, you can send BLM <laughs> to go. It's Aaron's idea. Send BLM slash Antifa. Yeah. Send them over. All these idiots cheering. Why don't you go over now? Look at that girl. Well, I mean, just think about the absence 
of coherence you have to have to be one of these idiots that's Ooh. dancing. Yay! Chicago has declared a ceasefire <laughs> in Palestine. So? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like me declaring uh, McDonald's is changing its menu. <laughs> the McRib is all year. The McRib, right? I've, I've declared. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. It is all. I steal Aaron's comedy. The McRib is all year. Woo! Yay! <laughs> McDonald's going, who's that idiot? That, that's what Israel's doing with Brandon Johnson and his idiots right here. Yeah. In their little Palestinian, Palestinian shrouds. Look at the idiot wearing their mask in 2024. <laughs> All the same agenda. If you're pro-Palestine, you're pro-mask. If you're pro-lockdown, you're pro-abortion. All the same leftist agenda. Shame on all of you Christians that participated in it. Go to the next one for me, Will. Visegrad24 tweet. There were, this is what now, what Brandon Johnson's concerned about is declaring a ceasefire on the <laughs> Gaza Strip. <laughs> there were 2,400 shootings, 2,450 no. shootings and 617 homicides in Chicago in 2023. 617 people dead in a gun-free zone, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to carry a gun to defend yourself against getting shot by people who carry guns. The Chicago City Council should pass a resolution calling on a ceasefire in their own city. Yeah, for real. <laughs> before attempting to resolve the Israeli-Hamas war. There you go. The typical Dems, though. Got to show you this one. So moving on now, let's go to Cabal Food. We all know they're after our food. I don't show all the fires all the time. I don't do all that, but there's fires everywhere. Massive chick, uh, chicken uh, production plant uh, facility burned to the ground recently. Yeah. Other different things burned to the ground. I'll have to do another fire thing. I've done fire things for a while. Lots of facilities that are integral to our food systems are burning to the ground. Bill Gates controls basically all fertilizer in the United States and the train system inside the United States which transports the fertilizer while he's buying up copious amounts of farmland to the place where he is the number one private farmland owner in America. He's not farming on any of that farmland. Why? So that he can produce the fake meat and the fake food that you have to buy with your CBDC currency, leverage you into one world commerce system with a singular access point. No, I'll go to, I'll just go to Walmart and buy the real food. Walmart will be all the fake food by then. Yep. You got to stand now. COVID caving Christians. If there are a few of you that are watching, 821 people watching right now. There's a couple COVID caving Christians on here watching. This is what you've ushered in. The only reason why we even are on the horizon of CBDCs is because all of that infrastructure was put in place via the vaccine mandate infrastructure yep. that you ushered in by joining in the facade, joining in the mirage, joining in the hour of pretending. We all go back to when we were seven years old and we're going to pretend that we're cops and robbers and we're cowboys and Indians. By, by pretending that COVID-19 is an existential threat to your life when it's 99.9% survivable. You've ushered this in. And now they're after our food. Congratulations to the COVID-caving Christians and all the lockdown pastors, all the, all the pimp-whoring pastors from your pulpits, all the COVID and vaccine-whoring pastors from your pulpits. Congratulations to you. Eventually, it lands on your doorstep unless you become the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8 restraining. 
Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. You have to be the restraining. And you better start now. Even if you're gonna live in the delusion that you've always been on board with all this anti-COVID stuff and you closed your church for 10 months, you better get on board now, whether you ever apologize for your lies and your pretension and your propagandizing and your false life meaning. I'm saving lives by putting a mask on. Look what a great Christian I am by wearing a mask. How are you a great Christian when you're strapping a lie and a muzzle in the 2022, 2021, 2023, 2024 swastika on your face? How, how are you a great Christian? By pimping and whoring from your pulpit seven vaccinations. Well, I only pimped and whored the first three. You're still a whore until you repent. Yep. You need to go to your congregation and say, I'm sorry, I was a vaccine whore. Say it out loud. I'm sorry, I was a vaccine pimp, and I'm sorry, I was a vaccine whore from my bully pulpit. Should do it. You'll, your church will explode in growth. You think it'll ruin your church. It'll grow your church. I had this exact same posture, and my church went from 140 to 1,000. Exact same posture the whole time. Aaron, put yourself on. Yeah. Have I ever changed? Never. Have I ever changed? Never. Probably gotten worse. <laughs> More extreme. Yeah, for sure. Maybe worse. <laughs> all right, Squirrel Mama video, Cabal Food. It's all alive. Play it for me. And then with cows, people have this fear that cows are taking a lot of water. They use 10 bathtubs full of water. Their cow burps, their cow farts, all the carbon that's put into the air. Mm -hmm and that they take a lot of land. When we manage cattle with regenerative agriculture, they're actually the single best way to sequester carbon from the atmosphere into the soil because by grazing off our plants and bringing the animals in, we're managing a solar panel. Our grass is a solar panel. It needs to be green and growing so it can capture sunlight and pull carbon from the air and put it into its roots. But those plants will stop doing that if they get too tall or if they get too short. And so what we do with our cows is they come in, they graze those plants off, so they reset it, they prune that solar panel so it doesn't get too tall, and then they leave and it rests. And that graze, rest, recovery is actually a cycle of pulling carbon from the air into the plant roots, and then when those plants get grazed, they actually release that carbon into the soil and in turn pick up water and other minerals from soil microbiological activity because our soils are living and alive instead of dead and sterilized. And so that cycle actually builds health, and year after year we're pulling more carbon from the atmosphere, putting it into our soil, which then produces more healthy soil, which then produces more grass, which then allows us to graze and produce more cattle. 70% of the earth's land is land that is not suitable for tillage, which is to say you, it's inarable, it's just grassland, and you can't do anything else with it. And so if you just say, well, we're not, we're not gonna do cattle anymore or any grazing livestock, you've completely given up the ability to produce food on that acreage, and you've lost your single best tool to actually restore that land. There are groups out there that have done these same principles in the desert and transformed completely desert landscapes into something that looks like just beautiful and lush. It's, it's incredible. Cattle can be a tool to heal that. And in terms of water and addressing that, they do drink a lot of water. However, they're drinking that water and then they're spreading it out on the fields as they graze. That water then filters down through the healthy soil and returns to those same aquifers. And it actually is a system that helps um, increase soil life and activity because the cows by drinking that water and then spreading that water on the fields are actually like continually watering the fields and they're not as reliant on rainwater. 
And so that cycle actually builds health and builds ecology deep into the soil and there's no net loss of water in that system because it's a closed system as they're grazing and moving along. Um, even methane, you know, people say, well, they, you know, they burp and they release methane and it's greenhouse gas. Uh, here in the last few years has actually discovered that if you take a field that's been regeneratively grazed with cattle for several years, that soil has microbes in it that break down methane. They didn't think there was a microbe that could handle methane. As it turns out, they do. And when they measure the total amount of them, it turns out that the microbes in that soil that support, say, 100 cows are actually capable of breaking down the methane from way more than 100 cows. And it's all how you take care of it in management. They can be a tool of destruction or they can be a tool of life. Mm -hmm. It really just comes down to how you care for them. So lo and behold, God knows what he's doing. Lo and behold, God knows what he's doing with animals and grazing stock. He actually knows what he's doing. Yep. So it's the opposite of everything the globalist leftists tell you that it is. And when, when they talk about climate change, whether it's Taylor Swift or Bill Gates or any other climate whore, there, there is. It's exact, everything they tell you, the truth is the exact opposite. They tell you cows are the problem. Cows lower CO2 emissions. <laughs> Cows actually produce the soil that takes away not only their emissions, but every other cow's emissions. Yeah. They take care. If you have a hundred, like you said, if you have a hundred cows on a field, what they do with the soil via all of their farting, via all their eating, their peeing, and their pooping produces microbes that eats away all their own methane emissions. And not only their methane emissions, but another thousand cows around them methane's emissions. Yeah. But what, so what Bill Gates tells you, or what John Kerry tells you, WEF tells you, it's exactly the opposite. Everything that they say, the truth is exactly the opposite. And you're like, well, people will say, well, they're trying to uh, lower emissions. No, they're not. They're trying to control you using the false, fraudulent, uh, I don't know what... It's not knowledge because nothing. I, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to use something that could describe their communications outside. Their fraudulent. That's, I guess is the only word I use. Their communications. Their fraudulent communications about a fraudulent problem. So they're saying, you know, we're trying. Bill Gates says, or the WF, we're trying to lower the Earth's emissions. They're not trying to lower anything. They're using that. They're just using that as a vehicle to usher in totalitarianism. Not one thing they do works. To lower emissions. And by the way, you don't need to lower emissions. So again, it's a problem that they're trying to solve that doesn't exist. Yep. So if they're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist, why are they trying to solve it for anything other than a nefarious or evil purpose? COVID-19, 99.9% survival virus, shut down the global economy. Caused 60% of business owners to default on their property and business to never get them again. Why? so that you only have a few choices to choose from. If you shut down all these other businesses, then they can control the five or six businesses that you have to choose from, leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. So there's the truth. Cows are great for the air. I don't want to say cows are great for the climate because there is no climate problem. I'm not going to jump on board like all the other Republicans. Uh, I believe that we can open safely. Okay, then you're, uh, then you're acknowledging that there's a problem. And there, the problem that you're acknowledging doesn't exist. So you're buying into the fraud. I never came to our church and said, I believe that we can conduct a safe, uh, a, a safe service here. <laughs> I don't, you know, we're going to have these, you know, we're going we're gonna to go around and, and, and uh, every, don't, don't be bothered now, Foundation Church. Don't be bothered, Foundation Church. Every couple minutes, 
You're going to smell alcohol because we're going to spray it in an aerosol form. On the chairs. Throughout the service. <laughs> then between services, we're going to make sure we spray off all the chairs because COVID trans- is transmitted via anus. <laughs> we, don't, we didn't do any of that stuff because I'm not going to acknowledge a problem that doesn't exist. I'm not going to pretend a problem exists that doesn't. There is no CO2 problem. Matter of fact, more CO2, the better. Yep. And they can't define, Bill Gates can't define, when does CO2 become a problem, Billy? Hey, Billy, when does it become a problem? You can't. And none of them can. Speaking of Billy, play for me. The same thing for uh, the agricultural sector. You know, beef, can you, and now I, I see two very amazing approaches. By improving the cow breeding and giving them some other inputs, we can reduce their methane emissions. And this new prioritization of the methane work, uh, I applaud that because in terms of the near-term temperature increase, methane plays a, a very big role. To come back to what Carlos said about agriculture, and this is, I think, really important to understand, and it's a little depressing, but I think if we don't understand it, we can't fix it. So. In the case of agriculture, so we know, as you said, agriculture, particularly animal agriculture, is a major source of greenhouse gas emissions, a major driver of climate change. So one thing people can do to help, in this case, is to eat less meat. Of course, you have the Davos WEF that she's talking about. We need to understand the problem. This one has no idea what she's talking about. Understand this. What Aaron and I, Aaron at 29, you 30 now. I'm 30 now. He's 30 now. Aaron at 30. Will's probably discovered this in his early 40s. Me at 55. What I've discovered is that most people who say they're experts have no freaking idea what they're talking about. <laughs> That's true. Nothing. They don't know what they're talking about. People call themselves experts. So you have this pontificating idiot at the, on a W in some WEF forum talking about we need to understand the problem and that one of the number one causes of uh, CO2 emissions, methane, comes from our agricultural uh, sector, and it's the number one, one of the number one drivers of climate change. First of all, there is no climate change. Second of all, CO2 emissions aren't a problem. Second of all, method, me- methane causing CO2 emissions is not a problem. So she doesn't, she can't, she, she is talking about a problem that doesn't exist. And even in the midst of that, she can't define the problem that doesn't exist. Right, yeah. She just has somebody basically talking about releasing methane. <laughs> That's all she's redoing. That's all she's doing is mouth farting. Her, her. Listen, I will choose a thousand cow farts blown in my face in five seconds of that woman talking. Amen. She has no idea what she's talking about. And we just learned from an agricultural expert that cow farts are good for us. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're good for us. Cow manure, good for us. Cow yeah. piss, good for us. Yep. <laughs> cows eating grass, good for us. Cows pooping grass, good for us. Cows, cows farting grass, good for us. And these, I mean, Bill Gates, he's talking about, well, I'm gonna, he wants to vaccinate cows. No, he wants to kill off cows so he can, so he can make his lab-borne meat, keep your life expectancy at about 50, while you're vaccinated 57 times. Those aren't exaggerations. The man who wants to lower the Earth's population, using vaccinations. He wants to make it so you have very little food options so he can control those very few options. I.e., leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. Please understand that point. Because that is the bourgeois leftist globalist elitist narrative and agenda to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a single access point. I know those of you in the chat that are watching this right now, you can, you can probably quote that if you watch this show regularly. 
leverage you into one world commerce system, a single access point controlled by liberal or leftist tyranny. They, they control your access to everything that there is. Food, medicine, travel, entertainment. They control it. And it's just like it's, it's using Facebook as the ultimate example of that. Will you just go, you know what? Unless you say the right things on Facebook, you're not allowed in Facebook. Well, leverage you into a one world commerce system. They leverage you in by saying, if you don't say the right things, and you don't do the right things, and you don't buy the right things, and you don't vote our way, then we're not going to give you access to the worldwide commerce system, the one world commerce system. Now, speaking of climate, we've had a change. We've, we've had a change of climate czars. This is a, this is a uh, magnanimous uh, announcement that uh. we've gone from John Kerry the climate hypocrite who flies around emitting. I'm glad I played that Pierre Polivet video so that I know now that every single flight from these private jets is emitting 100 tons of CO2. Yeah. Good to know, right? Good to know that. And, and of course, John Kerry's been caught numerous times flying all over the globe, uh, trying to push his climate agenda his climate, you know, his climate narrative. He flies all over the globe in his private jet doing so while he's emitting 100 tons of, of CO2 into the atmosphere that he allegedly says is going to kill. I mean, if you really believe that CO2 is going to kill everybody, would you go fly around emitting 100 tons of it <laughs> per flight? Would you do that? But while he goes around pontificating and speaking to all these various different WEF meetings, Glasgow, Scotland meeting, a World Climate Summit, they all flying in their private jets. Have you really honestly believed that the that your that CO2 emissions and carbon emissions are gonna kill everybody and changing the temperature? Will you go and, I mean, think about the galactic level of hypocrisy you have to be living in to emit a hundred tons of them without yeah. thinking twice about it. Yeah. But anyway, so John Kerry's gone now. We got a new climate czar, and here he is. Put it up for me, Will. Can you guess who it is? <laughs> Pizzagate himself. <laughs> Alex Salvi putting this out here. Alex Salvi tweet. New President Biden will tap senior advisor John Podesta. Now, has John ever farmed in his life? Children. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of possibly kids. Has he ever has he ever farmed himself? Has he does he know anything about soil? Does he know anything about agricultural production? Does he know anything about just pulling it off of farms for a minute? Does he know anything about where when CO2 becomes problematic. Does he know anything about smog? Does he know anything about uh, emissions from factories? Not one freaking thing. Just like Anthony Fauci doesn't know how to, to cure any diseases because he never has in 50 years of mm, public service. Never solved the problem in his life. Either is John Podestra. John Podesta has now been put in place as the new climate czar so that he can politically consult Joe Biden to not run for president. There you go. I'm putting it out there. That's what it's about. Is they want Gavin Newsom. I don't you, Listen, I, you can believe the Michelle Obama stuff if you want. I don't. It's gonna be, and I'll come out and say I was wrong. I'm not like the rest of the COVID-caving liar pastors out there yeah. who are now pretending. I was on board from day one. I hated Joe Biden, and you know we, I'm so glad that we never closed our church. Um, you realize you can scroll backwards on Facebook, right? <laughs> you lying sack of bleep. So new President Biden will tap senior advisor John Podesta to replace outgoing U.S. special climate envoy, which is climate czar, John Kerry, once Kerry steps down this spring. So I decided to illustrate to you. Now, we have John and Tony Podesta. Here's their art collection. Just want to show you. 
Again, this is now the person that's in charge of the climate. Let's go to him, Will. We'll just start. There, oh, thank you. There's John. That's John and Tony Podesta. This is the guy, the guy to the left, the Poindexter to the left. He's now in charge of all things climate for the United States of America. Now let's look at their art collection. Shall we go to one for me? There we are. Ugh. That's weird. I mean, would you ever buy that? It's just weird how, again, whenever kids are being victimized sexually, there's a Democrat right around the corner, and oftentimes a Democrat with art supporting that crime. Weird. Art illustrating that crime. Weird, isn't it? Go to the next one. Oh, that's weird. You have that hanging in your home, would you? It's John Podesta. Now, a major advisor to the President of the United States, major advisor to Bill and Hillary Clinton, too. Of course, most of you know that. Go to the next one. No, oh, you'd have that in your home, wouldn't you? You wouldn't have that in your home? Why, why not? Because it's pedophilia? Well, yeah, that's kind of a problem. Go to the next one. No, oh, you wouldn't have that in your home? No? Ugh. Not at all? Uh, we got any more? Is that it? Two more. Two more. There you, oh, there you go. There's, a little, there's more of them. What's that? The one to the top left. That's interesting oh. looking, isn't it? Look at what, the what top it, right. Look at the top right. I oh. didn't even notice it. Oh, my gosh, oh. dude. Dude. Th- that's in Podesta. So I don't know. No, go back. Go back. Go back. I'm not done with that one. This are, I don't know which house they're in. It's hard to disseminate between the two, but it's in Tony or John Podesta's house. Yeah. All right. That, this is where I, yeah, I didn't even notice the top right one. Well, that, that's weird, isn't it? Tell me, tell, me, tell me how you're not a pedophile with that in your house. Just explain it to me. I, I, you know what? Send these pics. To Brian Krasenstein, Ed Krasenstein, Ms. Dita Hassan, MSNBC, CBC, CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, and anybody else you can possibly name that's a left-hard moron. Explain that to us, please. Just explain to us why John or Tony Podesta has that top-right photo in their house, top-right painting in their house, or, or the, or the top-left one, or, or any of them. Any more, Will? Is that it? Last one. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Another one. That's almost the same. What weird how you have an adult sexually pinning down a child. It's weird, isn't it? That's the new climate czar. Everywhere there's a Democrat. Everywhere there's child exploitation. Lopping off penises. Lopping off testicles. Mass sex child sex trafficking and child uh, labor trafficking at the border. There's a Democrat supporting it. With art like this, I mean, it's it's weird. There's a Democrat supporting it, and there's Democrats with art like this. That's weird. It just must all be coincidence, right? All right, 11 minutes in overtime. That's it. I hate to leave 813 people on. I love each and every one of you. Please like and share. I never said that the whole time. Like and share. <laughs> share this to as many people as you possibly can. Aaron, what was our height on Rumble tonight? Do you know? It was uh, 750-something. 750 was our height on Rumble. We got, only got 250 to go. We're trying to get to 1,000 on Rumble. I know. Once we get to 1,000, then I want 1,500. I know. That's right. But let's get to 1,000 first. Like and share. Like and share. Like and share. Nobody knows who we are. Nobody knows who we are. It, we, it'll shock a lot of people that you share it with. It will. And we're coming. We're coming hard. And we're not going to stop. We're not backing off. Not compromising, nothing. I never close, never will, never mask, never vax. On all that crap, buy your gold from Midas. We're not backing off, but share this to, to as many people as you possibly can. And know this, we're back here Saturday night, 10.30 at night, but we only go for one hour. Also on the Christian Television Network, 10.30, Saturday night, 56 minutes of fury instead of 102 minutes of fury tonight. <laughs> Supposed to do 90 minutes. Make these guys do overtime every time. Got a lot more. Didn't get to hardly anything as usual. But I appreciate each and every one of you. I really do. Stick around for the post game. I'll be on the chat for the post game. Stick around. I'm going to be commenting with my vast wisdom. <laughs> 
on the uh, post game. Stick around for it. You got to see it. Some great stuff. Love you all. See you Saturday night. You need to like, you know, understand that you're not going to spend all of eternity standing there like a bump on a log. Who's the, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 4? Those who approach him like a child. And some of you, you're just, you're very stoic, and you're actually, it's not that you're stoic, it's that you're prideful. Get those hands in the air and worship God. It's Yahweh. You're not, you're not worshiping me or the church. You're worshiping Yahweh. The almighty God of Israel, who is worthy of an uplifted hand, who is worthy of a shout of joy. He's worthy. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.